Hey guys, this is the Cars and Comic Talk Show, episode number 25 and of the Daily NFL News. And I just wanted to say my prayers and thoughts are out for Brandon Brooks, right guard of the Philadelphia Eagles, as reports and news came out today that he tore his Achilles and will be out for this year, uh, for this upcoming season, 2020 NFL season. And yeah. And Ezekiel Elliott test positive for the coronavirus. <laughs> I just wanted to mention those two things before I start my two topics of the daily NFL news. But I wanted to um, pin on the Brandon Brooks topic that he tore his Achilles. That leaves a void at the right guard spot for the uh, Eagles. I mean, we have a great offensive line. With Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, Isaac Samalo, Jason Kelsey, and we gave up Jason Peters. But now that Brandon Brooks tore his Achilles, he was our right guard. Larry Walford is in free agency, and I'm going to give you a sneak peek what's uh, upcoming in this episode. Larry Walford is um, one of my highest-rated remaining free agents, and I think he can fill that right guard spot for the Eagles. He was a three-time pro bowler in three consecutive years in 2017, 2018, and 2019 with the Saints. And he's a great right guard. He's a beast, so I think he can fill that um, right guard void for the Eagles or we can get Jason Peters back, and he can fill it. Jason Peters played a good amount of seasons. And, yeah, let's get into topic number one. Why I think Philip Rivers will have a good season with the Colts in 2020. And topic number two, I'll be t- telling you guys my top three remaining free agents and where I think they will land. So let's get into topic number one. Why I think Philip Rivers will have, a, will have a good season with the Colts in 2020. After a disappointing season for former Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers, after finishing 5-11 and and 4th in, div- in the division, and statistically he had a good year with passing for 4,615 yards and 23 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. And his 20 interceptions is his second career low besides his 21 interception year in 2016. And he had a passer rating of 88.5. Granted, he did have a bad offensive line that ranked 29th in the league, Mainly at the tackle position with Trent Scott and Sam Tevy. Always putting Rivers under pressure. Tevy and Scott combined to an all-low 88 pressures last season, which was the second most of any tackle duo in the NFL, only behind Nate Solder and Mike Remmers in New York in 2019. Russell Okun was banged up, and they couldn't count on Okun to be healthy and they were still perfectly content to enter the season with not one single other competent offensive line, offensive tackle, or competent. Across the line, only three players who saw more than a handful of snaps managed to grade even on the bottom end of average. Russell Okung, Michael Schofield, and rookie Trey Pipkins III. Everyone else graded out distinctly below average or worse and former teammate of Rivers, newly Broncos running back Melvin Gordon before he entered the 2019 season was holding out for a big contract that he wanted from the Chargers. But the only plus of that, that Gordon, at uh, the time he was out, was that Austin Eckler can get the majority of the snaps that he did and get the majority touches that he did. Because I think he 
He's a good running back, and when at the time Melvin Gordon was out, he actually had a breakout season last year. Well, I wouldn't say a breakout season. He had around 600 rushing yards, but he's a more receiving back. He's not really uh, that hard-nosed. Um, will usually do a lot on the ground for you. He's good in the receiving game, which complimented Melvin Gordon, but now that Melvin Gordon wanted a contract, that gave Eckler the option. Now they're taking Eckler, and now Gordon is on the Broncos. Was Austin Eckler. The only plus of that was Austin Eckler, that he got his snaps and touches. Eckler's a special talent who's small at 5'10", but makes up for it with his strength, and he's big, fast, he's strong. Big, fast, he has quick feet, and he's a hard runner, and he has good vision. And he reads his blockers properly, which is good, even though his offensive line is bad. But Rivers did have a top wide receiver duo in the league with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and both of which had over 1,000 receiving yards in 2019. Allen with 104 receptions, Allen on 104 total receptions, he had 1,199 yards and six touchdowns, career highs in both receptions and receiving yards. Mike Williams, on the other hand, had 49 receptions for 1,001 yard, uh, 1,001 yards, and two touchdowns. The 16-year veteran Philip Rivers now has a change of scenery for the first time in his career, as he signed with a one as he signed a one-year, 25 million deal. With the Colts, Rivers now has a good offensive line with Quentin Nelson, first-team All-Pro twice and two-time um, Pro Bowler in just two seasons. Anthony Costanzo and, and Anthony Costanzo, who was named a Pro Bowl alternate for the first time in his career and was also named PFF's Pro Football Focus's 2019 All-Pro on the All-Pro team as a second-team selection at left tackle. Rivers also has a solid receiving core with T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Campbell, who's supposed to have a breakout year, newly drafted Michael Pittman Jr., Zach Pascal, and they just got, uh, not just got, they got Trey, and they have Trey Burton at tight end. Burton, who they signed, uh, who they signed from the Bears. So Rivers has targets with the always dangerous T.Y. Hilton, who's fast and has good hands and is a deep threat, and can run the short and intermediate routes and be productive in the slot. Paris Campbell, whose rookie year in 2019 got cut short only to seven games as he was dealing with several injuries, but in between those injuries, he showed an obvious ability to make plays and the playmaking ability, which is why he is dubbed as the most likely to have a breakout year in 2020. Michael Pittman Jr., receiver out of USC, is very good and very underrated in my opinion as a receiver in, that, in, this, in the 2020 heavy wide receiver draft was full of great wide receivers. He's big at 6'4", 223 pounds. He's a great talent, and I think he has a lot of upside. He's fast for his size. He ran a four five, with running a 4.52 40-yard dash at the combine, which raised his stock a little. He has, he has excellent hands, and he's a great catch-through-contact receiver, and he's a deep threat and will be a valuable piece to that offense. And after giving up Eric Ebron and Eric Ebron's son, with the Steelers, and after Eric Ebron signed with the Steelers and one of the best tight ends in the league, they signed former Eagles and Bears tight end Trey Burton. Last year, Burton was battling injuries the whole season with the Bears and didn't even have 100 receiving yards. 
but when he's on the field and healthy, he's productive and solid and a solid target to go to, and he will be a very valuable piece to that offense. And Rivers and the Colts have a good running game with Marlon Mack and newly drafted Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. But Mack and Taylor are going to get the majority of the snaps. Mack is known... Mack is... Marlon Mack is known for... Mack is known for his quick feet and excellent footwork. He's a hard runner. He has good vision. He reads his blockers properly. And he will be the main back. Jonathan Taylor going into his rookie season and was a great runner. Great hard runner now and when he was at Wisconsin. And that's going to translate into the NFL for him. That's going to translate to the Colts, and now he runs, and how he runs. He's fast, big, he has good vision, he reads his blockers properly, and he's very athletic, he's a very dynamic back, and I think he's really good. And Mack and Taylor, and Mack and Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor will be a good running back duo for the Colts, and will bring a good running game for the Colts in 2020. And overall, I think he's going he's gonna to be consistent, and productive, not just statistically. Overall, I think Philip Rivers is going to be consistent and productive, not just statistically, but just as what he wants to bring, as what he's going to bring to that offense, in which he bring to the Chargers for 16 years. And yeah, that is why I think Philip Rivers will have a good season with the Colts in 2020. On to topic number two. Here are my top three remaining free agents and where I think they will land. At number one, I have Cam Newton. Newton, obviously, well, I'm going to say the teams after I'm done talking about the player. Cam Newton obviously can still play, and I think he can still get back to his 2015 MVP form and be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. But he probably should wait for a starting quarterback to get injured if he still wants to start because I think he's a great quarterback. But he's just injury prone, and that's what what's the knock on him, what keeps him off the field. And I think he can still make an impact as a starter. In nine total seasons with the Panthers, Newton threw for a total of 29,041 yards and 182 touchdowns on 2,371 total completions and a completion percentage of 59.6 in 125 total games played. He led the Panthers to four playoff appearances and won three out of the four, which includes the Panthers' run to Super Bowl 50 in 2015 when they lost to Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. That was Peyton Manning's final year. Newen has a winning, winning experience in both the regular season and the playoffs. He's still good, but he's just injury prone. And now the teams I think Newen could land with is the Steelers, Dolphins, and Patriots. Now, why I think he could land with the Steelers is, is Steelers had Ben Roethlisberger coming back off that injury. He's going to start this year. And Ben Ro- Ben Roethlisberger, he's past his prime. He's getting older. He's not nearly as good as he was before. He's still solid, but I think he's, he has glass bones now. He's going to get... Bones are probably 
he he's gonna get injured a lot. He's getting older. He I think he can still play. Don't get me wrong. He can still play. He's a good supporting cast. Don't get me wrong with Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, and Eric Ebron, and um, Chase Claypool, the Notre Dame receiver they drafted. He's big, fat, and really fast for his size. And they have a good running game in James Conner, but James Conner's injury-prone. Benny Snell's injury-prone. But don't get me wrong, Roethlisberger is still good, but I think, I think he... He has a high chance of getting injured, which is why I think the Steelers could sign Cam Newton maybe to a one-year contract because I think that maybe to a one-year contract, but I don't think I see them having Newton for over a year or over two years because, you know, once they move on from Roethlisberger, they're going to have to find someone, a young quarterback in the draft. So, yeah, that's why I think Newton could land with the Steelers. Dolphins. Now, Dolphins did draft Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. My bad, guys. Tua Tagovailoa. And they have um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start, but he's not that good. He's not going to be a very good mentor for to a Tagovailoa. I think Dolphins, just off based off the fact that um, the beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is really not that good. And to a Tagovailoa, I know he's going to play, but I, he's not going to start. Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably going to start. But I think that um, they, they, I mean, it's interesting if they, I think, they have a probability. They have a good chance to sign. I think it would be a good option for them because Cam Newton can be a good mentor for the young quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. And I think Tua Tagovailoa can learn a lot from Cam Newton. Former MVP in 2015. He's really good. And last team I have is the Patriots. Now, Patriots were showing interest in Cam Newton earlier in free agency, and Bill Belichick was showing interest after Brady giving up Brady to the Buccaneers. They have young quarterback Jared Stidham, which Belichick likes. He really likes. He's going to be the projected starter. He's probably going to start. But I think the better option would be going Cam Newton here because I think Cam Newton is still young. He's still in his prime. He's not after. He's not to the peak yet. And I still think Bill Belichick. After losing in the playoffs, they don't lose a lot. <laughs> Patriots are a winning team, and, and they built that dynasty with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But I think now that Brady's on the Buccaneers and uh, the young gun in the young guy in um, Jared Stidham, he's a young quarterback. Um, didn't play all that much this year because obviously Tom Brady. I mean, last year in 2019, because obviously Tom Brady was there. But he did show flashes of a really good arm, good accuracy, and good mobility, and good pocket presence, and finding the open man, and good deep ball, and intermediate. He looked good in the preseason last year. And I think he's good. I think he can be good. I think he's underrated. I think Jared Stidham's an underrated quarterback. But I think Cam Newton, he can still play. He's just... The only knock on him is just injuries. He's still very good. I still think he can get back to the peak of being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He just got to be given the chance. I mean, if, if he stays on the field, stays healthy, 
He's good. He's great. I mean, he just dominates the game at quarterback. He he's very dynamic. He has a really good arm, really good passer, great deep ball accuracy, great can throw really far. It's a big arm, good pocket presence, and he's very mobile. He's big, built like a running back, like Derek, like Derrick Henry almost. And he um he run. He literally just. He can just run through people. Not run through people, but he can, like, stiff-arm people. He's huge. You know how Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry just runs through everyone. Cam's a huge quarterback, tall quarterback who's big and just runs and just not afraid to shy away from contact. And, yeah, I think um, that Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick wants to win now. And I think that getting Cam Newton will help him. And I think that getting Cam Newton will make the Patriots better. And then maybe move on once you in uh, a year or two. But I think they have weapons. They have weapons. But I think Newton is the option to go there. So, yeah, that's one. Number two free agent, I've had Jadavian Clowney. Now, Clowney, who was drafted by the Texans in 2014, is a great talent and a really good defensive end. But the only thing that's in his way and stopping him is injuries. Clowney has been really injury-prone and been dealing with injuries since college with South Carolina, and it has plagued him in the NFL. In six seasons in the NFL with the Texans and Seahawks, he had 236 combined tackles, 64 assisted tackles, 32 sacks, and one interception. Clowney was acquired via trade by the Seahawks in August 31st, 31st last year. 31st last year, and during that season, in 2019 last year, he had 31 combined tackles, 10 assisted tackles, 3 sacks, and 1 interception. Clowney, I mean not Clowney, and at 1 interception, and he had 31 combined tackles, 10 assisted tackles, 3 sacks, and 1 interception in his time with the Seahawks in 2019. I still think the 3-time Pro Bowler is a great player, and he's still young, and he's still valuable. And can be a big part of any defensive pass rush in the NFL. So, first team I'm going to throw out there is I think he could land with the Titans. First of all, the Titans have Titans now that Jarrell Kate they gave up Jarrell Casey to the Broncos. That gives the nose uh, the nose tackle DeQuan Jones, who's very good. I think he stepped up last year. And was a big part of that defense. And Jeffrey Simmons was a rookie last year who showed flashes of a great, great, great um, tackle. He's a good blocker, good in the pass uh, block, good in the run block. And he, he's really good. And I think that that defensive um, line can be that much better with Jadavion Clowney. My second team is I think Jadavion Clowney could land with the Browns. Now, that would be a scary sight, having Miles Garrett on one side and Jadavion Clowney on the other of your defensive line. Jeez. You have arguably the best defensive end in the league in Miles Garrett, debatably. He's definitely top five, top three. In my opinion, he's the best. But he just does dumb stuff like hitting Mason Rudolph. In the head with that, with his helmet, uh, with Rudolph's helmet. And um, 
yeah, that that'll be a, a scary sight having uh, the duo of Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney in the um, on your defensive line. Yeah, offenses are <laughs> that'd be a scary sight for offenses. That'd be a scary sight for Ben Roethlisberger. You got to play that defensive line two times a year. That'd be a scary sight for Lamar Jackson, even though Lamar Jackson is unbelievable. That would be a scary sight for Joe Burrow, rookie Joe Burrow. That'd be a scary sight for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that'll, that'll be that will improve the Buck, uh, the Browns, not only their defense but their defensive line and pass rush by that much. And third team I had him on is the Buccaneers. You know, on the defensive line, they have Vita V and Nodamakin Sue. The duo of Vita V and Nodamakin Sue is actually really good. Both are pretty productive. Nodamakin Sue, with his time with the Lions, Dolphins, he was really good. And he's good on the Buccaneers. And now that Jared McCoy's on the Cowboys, that frees up room for. Um, it fills up voids. Now, Vita V and Nodamakin Sue, they have really big roles. They're on their souls on not the souls. They're they're the leaders on that defensive line. That's a good defensive line. Vita V is solid, and Nadamikin Sue. We know what he can do. It's unbelievable. And yeah, that's two, my three teams, and my third top region is Larry Walford. Walford. Larry Walford was drafted by the Lions in 2013. But wasn't really that good. Just average. Until he went to the Saints in 2017. Resulting in three straight Pro Bowls with the Saints in 2017, 2018, and 2019. I think he's a good talent and is a really good guard. And with Brandon Brooks tearing his Achilles. And is will be out for the 2020 NFL season for the Eagles. Leaves a void for the right guard spot, and I think Larry Walford will fit that void perfectly. And it all just lines up. Walford is a great talent. He's really good in, the defen in, um, in defending the pass rush, and he's a good pass blocker, and he's, a good, and he's good in the run block, and, really, and he really holds his own. And he really holds his own really well. And I think he can fill that void at right guard for the Eagles now that Brandon Brooks towards Achilles and is out for the 2020 season. Now, that fills a huge void. Eagles are, are known to be among one of the best offensive lines in the league with Lane Johnson, uh, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Isaac Samalu. We have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but now that right guard, Brandon Brooks, towards Achilles and he's out. Blair Walford, <laughs> don't get me, Blair Walford is really good. He can fill that void. Jason Peters is still out there. So, yeah, we have options, but I would like Larry Walford. I think that would be a perfect fit for the Eagles. So, yeah, Eagles are the only team. And I think it all lines up, and I think he probably is going to sign with the Eagles and fill that right guard spot in place of Brennan Brooks because he tore his Achilles, because Brooks tore his Achilles and he's out for the 2020 NFL season. And, yeah. That will wrap up episode number 25 of the Daily NFL News of the Carson Cummings Talk Show. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy.